So, like, what's your threshold for when you give a standing ovation? You mean, like, what do I, what would I stand for? Yeah, where's the line for you on when you stand and don't stand for a standing I think ovation? It, I think it needs to be pretty significant. Like, I guess th- there's a difference between you wanting to stand for a standing ovation and you being forced, guilted into standing, which for probably a standing is most. Ovation. That's probably most of the time. Being guilted into a standing ovation, I think, was is more often what happens. Yes, I feel the need to stand. I actually can't even think in my head of a time when I felt a need to stand for somebody and clap. (laughs) (laughs) Like, out of all the instances where I'm having to stand to clap for somebody, I feel like it's out of obligation. The obligatory standing Like, everybody's standing, and if I'm the only one sitting, I'm going to look like an idiot or a jerk or whatever. So, I don't know what, I don't know what, like, would constitute me saying, I have to stand for this. Actually, I'm sorry. The, the only the only thing I can think of where I stood, and I was like, I feel like I felt good about it, was like standing for like a veterans when they bring that up. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think that's one where I'm like, okay, I can stand for this, or I feel I don't feel obligated. I, f- I want to 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 thank them and just show like, man, I'm really thankful for you and what you've done. That's probably the only time I can think of where I would stand for. In the past for, for mm. something like that, you know? I've definitely seen shows where basically if you see a show at the Gamage, almost certainly there's going to be a standing ovation. Like at the very end? Yeah, which is unfortunate because it, I feel like it really... But what are you standing it for? It really diminishes the... Like if something is has like affected you so much that the additional stand, the energy increase of the standing up is just more emotive on your part in thanking them for how good but why it was. stand can't you just clap you can't clap what, what does the stand do does that just require more work so they're like oh yeah i did really good because they use their <laughs> legs to thank me not just their hands <laughs> <laughs> thank me with your legs uh I mean, people stand at sporting events. They stand, like, if a, an athlete retires, they stood for... Uh, Oftentimes, like, like uh, a pitcher... 3,000 strikeout. Or, or they'll almost throw a no-hitter. They're, they'll give up a base hit in the ninth inning, and then they'll be pulled out of the game. And as they're walking to the dugout, a lot of times the crowd will stand up and applause. Yeah. Someone just stood for the guy who threw his 3,000 strikeout against the Dimebacks. Sabathia, or what's his name from the Yankees, the pitcher? Probably Sabathia. Yeah, he just threw his 3,000 strikeout against the Dimebacks in the whole stadium. It was here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. They all stood for him when he threw that 3,000. So that's cool. I think that's a nice moment. I think when I think of standing ovations, I usually think about um, about like theater performances and there's I feel like there's only been a handful of performances that have like merited a standing ovation. I feel like uh the first time I saw Hamilton you were like oh this is so great I got to stand yeah, for this. It it genuinely blew me away 
drew drove me to tears multiple times. Uh-huh. Uh, it was very affecting. Man, I would love to go to a play. I've never yeah. been to a play. Like You've never that. been to a play? Never. We got I was a... in a play in junior high. I was a drama club guy. What what was your uh, what was know. your role? I was like a one of the kings. I don't remember. I don't even remember the the play. Like I don't even remember what it was. I don't know. I, like you I, were I, a king of I was some like kind a prince or a king of some kind. There was, there was three of us. There was like three princes. Um, we three kings. It was pretty awful. I I hated it. I was so nervous the whole time. And then the very end of the year, they your parents can come and watch like the final show. But it's like in this little tiny drama room that's like not even mm-hmm. made for anything. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, I did it twice. I think I did drama twice, seventh and eighth grade, and that was it for all my acting career. Dang. Unlike you, you're a veteran actor. <laughs> I mean, Anyways, Hamilton. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that you were uh, a drama guy. Drama guy. Yeah. I did a junior high, uh, like my first experience, I feel like my first experience with acting was doing a junior high like scene. It was like an, a long scene at some sort of showcase thing at the end of the year. And I was the only one that paid attention to what was supposed to go on, be going on. And like, as soon as the lights came up, like everybody <laughs> forgot their lines. I forgot what they were doing. Except I, for you, I literally was like a background character, and I held. The, <laughs> I was like, I was like, here. Do you need this? Do you need this? Do you need this? Why don't you go over there? So you told everybody what to do, basically. Yeah. And there, I was supposed to be like the waiter, and like I would just have to suggest the food items to them uh-huh. because they had no idea what was going on anymore <laughs> uh, that's good standing ovations yeah I, I don't i didn't get a standing o for that no <laughs> not even your parents <laughs> <laughs> all right so justin how's your yard going huh. it's still the same haven't even started they're supposed to start next saturday like okay s- the guy we hired so we finally said yes to somebody who's gonna do our install Mm -hmm. and i've decided well last time we talked about like do i was gonna do concrete myself a part of it you know so Mm -hmm. i'm still gonna do that um so this guy's we we're hiring is just he's coming in to dig all my trenches to lay all my new he's gonna relay my sprinklers um and we decided you haven't been to our backyard you've been to my house i don't think you would have seen my backyard It, it was nighttime yeah the grass area is pretty big. It's probably it's probably about the size of that turf area in the courtyard of Avondale. Okay. Where yeah. the nine square is. Maybe a little bigger than that. So it's a yeah, pretty big area. It's pretty big backyard. And that's just the grass. So he's going to route all of our sprinklers there. He's going to add a perimeter drip system to perimeter the whole grass area so we can plant trees. I'm going to put some hedges up. And then I'm going to concrete my patio extension, mm. not out into the yard, but just like long along my house. Yep. So we can put like a fire pit over there and some other stuff. But I'm going to do that myself eventually, like within the year. So they're starting next Saturday uh, to do do our yard stuff, and uh, which is great because currently there's grass back there, mm. but it the sprinklers whoever lived there before did not use the sprinklers that they had installed, so they're just. If I turn on the sprinklers, there's no heads, so it just like bubbles up water, like a ton of water everywhere in four corners of the yard. Huh? They didn't put heads on it, didn't do anything. So at those four corners, there's grass. Maybe the old guy, when he moved, he took his sprinkler heads with him. He's like, I'm, I ain't giving these. <laughs> <laughs> these weren't part of the sale. Yeah. 
Um, so it just bubbles up. So where those sprinkler heads are, the the grass, which is like a nice Bermuda grass, mm-hmm. is growing. But it only makes it like three feet from the sprinkler heads, and then it stops because there's no water. It's yeah. dry. So I'm hoping that once we put in our sp- put in the new sprinklers and get them working and everything's getting watered, that that grass will eventually just grow out and cover the yard. Because hmm. Bermuda, that's I mean that's what it does is it grows. It's like a it spreads. And then once that happens, I can reseed and add my own seed and add gypsum and all the things that are going to make it a better yard. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I can just get the grass back to normal and then it'll be a nice grass area. Nice. So hopefully that happens. The The other way, if it doesn't happen, is it's just a muddy backyard, <laughs> which I hope that doesn't happen. But our kids are out there right now just playing in dirt. So. I was going to say Malachi will enjoy that. Oh, he will. Both of them. They run around in the dirt with no shoes on. And it like doesn't bother their feet at all. And I go, I go out there with no shoes on. I can't even make it like a few steps. And I'm like, ah, this is awful. So I've legit found upwards of 200 rusty nails from construction from when they built the house. From when they built the house. Yeah, isn't that crazy? In, in the dirt of my backyard. So yeah. as, as I'm digging up the dirt, do you throw them away? Or do you what do you do with them? I throw them away. Yeah, isn't that I, crazy? I throw them in the back. Yes, yeah, so many. That's how nails. it was at our other house too. We found nails all the time. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some at this one, too. This house was built in 2004, so a little yeah. while ago. But at our new build home, we were fi- constantly finding nails back there. Yeah. It's... And, like, long pieces of, like, thin metal, like mm-hmm. strips almost, you know, like whatever old chicken wire, like random things. Totally. Like, Staples. Heck? Yeah, it's nuts. So, just that to say. Bare feet. Bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> Rusty nail through the foot. That'd yeah. be awful. That would be awful. Um, on that note. So uh, I'm building a terrace garden. Yeah. Uh, made a lot of progress since it's you like saw a, it last. It's like a double level. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. two level key. I think they call it a keyhole garden. So you got like a little space for you to stand in the middle and then the garden goes around like 180 degrees around you. Kind of oh, so so like you can walk in and there's one on your left, one on your right, and there'll be one in front too? Yeah. It's, well, so the... the the one on the left extends up to the wall and then comes across you to the front, and then the one on the right goes up beside it. Oh, see, I didn't even notice that. I just yeah. thought you had two little yeah. garden things there. Were those hard to build? It looks like they were pretty simple. Uh, they were pretty simple. Did you? Um, so you buy the block. That cinder block. Mm-hmm. It's you, made for that, I'm assuming. Yep, exactly. You can get it at Home Depot? Yep. And then you cut the the pieces of 2 by 6 to size and then slide them in. I stained the outside of the two by six. I stapled some plastic on the inside. Um, so to the, keep it from... So the water hopefully won't sit directly against the wood, but will go down into the planter. For your cinder block columns, did you do any kind of footer? Or did you just put it underneath the dirt a little bit? So um, it's got a hole in the center, and so I drove rebar down into the ground so just, and then just hammered slit. it all the way down yeah ha- hammered it probably like three inches into the ground not not super deep but enough uh-huh. to just keep things from moving and then i just slid the blocks into place on top so the rebar speaking of the rusty nails uh-huh. um i was working out there and accidentally like scraped my hand against the rusty rebar and cut your hand and cut my hand and i was just like did you go get a tetanus i went and got a tetanus shot you were just nervous about it I just, I I had thought about it with all of the rusty nails, but I'd been really careful, hadn't cut myself on any uh-huh. of the rusty nails. Um, 
But yeah, as soon as I cut my hand on the rebar, I was like, well, I haven't had a tetanus shot since the first time you get a tetanus shot. So yeah, where, where'd you go to get it? CVS. They do them there? Yeah, yeah. You can just... You go to the pharmacy? Yep. So, Is it easy? Like they just give you a shot and you're done? Not to the pharmacy, to the Minute Clinic. They have one right there? Uh, they CVS? have one at this one, but this one's always like a super long wait. So I went to the one over off of uh, Thomas and Dysart. Hmm. I have to get a tetanus shot for Africa. Mm. in a couple months so it hurts they last like 10 years right yeah yeah like the shot itself is fine but for like two days afterwards it felt like somebody had just punched me in the like super sore and rough yeah super sore what is what is that preventing tetanus it's preventing like any kind of the is tetanus the disease Mm -hmm. and that you get that from like rust or metal cuts yeah so uh, um i guess even just like uh dusty outdoor environment um like if you're working with a lot of um, dirt and stuff like yeah like dirt manure uh overseeding your yard like hmm. tetanus can live in all of the that it's good stuff. to know that's good to know <laughs> yeah all that topsoil stuff yeah so uh so you, yeah you're vaccinating against tetanus <laughs> so back to your little terrace thing are you doing all soil or did you do like half dirt Half soil so on the top. So it was originally going to do. A mixture. I was originally going to do dirt up the sides, and I actually dug a trench out underneath it and filled it with rocks so that it have some some drainage and into um, the grass. And no, I kind of ran it with the slope of the of the yard, so it should drain under the wood and then go out the side yard. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I'm hoping that works out well. Um, but then I ended up just cause I need places to put dirt right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm digging so much in the backyard. Um, so I, I ended up filling, my plan is to leave like three or four inches on the top of for, soil for, for top soil. Before you put that soil down, you should put gypsum mineral. Mm. Cause that, that dirt will eventually harden, you know, yeah. like the soil will be nice and soft, but that dirt, mm-hmm. when you water it, will just harden a little bit. Yep. But if you put that gypsum down, that's like a natural mineral that breaks up soil and dirt. So like mm. you put it in your grass because it helps break up the, the hard ground of Arizona, which yep. allows the roots to grow deeper. So if you put that down and then the soil, and then as you water, that gypsum breaks into the dirt. It just allows your roots for whatever you plant there to grow, like deeper into the dirt. Let my baby carrots grow. <laughs> Is that what you guys going to do, all vegetables and stuff? I think so. I Man, think we're going to do vegetables do and yeah. herbs. That's cool. So And those kind of grow all year long. Oh, do they? I don't, I don't even, know. I, like, don't I think know you how can grow things. Works. Yeah, I think <laughs> food things. <laughs> I think you can grow that kind of all year long and always kind of have a garden. Do you know Joe Marie? You know Joe Marie from our residency class. Yeah. Do you follow her on Instagram or anything? Um, she has a massive garden, and I follow her on Instagram, and she's always posting every day like things she's pulling out of her garden: zucchini and squash mm. and carrots, and then she makes all this food with it, and she shows you how to do it all. But her garden's like huge, like super tall zucchini plants that are massive. And mm. she's pulling these huge zucchinis off of there. I love zucchini. You know what she did? This is totally off topic, but she zucchini grows a flower. It's like a yellow flower that grows mm. on a zucchini plant. Um, you can take those flowers off, take out the the pollen pods inside, like the the middle part. So it's just the the flower leaves, and then you stuff it with like cheese or meat or anything and you like wrap it up and then you deep fry them and then hmm. you eat it like a little crunch like a 
almost like an egg roll like thing. Yeah, but it's one ton. It looked super good. I was like, man, that hmm. looks money. She deep fried, fried it. flour. Deep fried zucchini flowers with like a stuffing inside. Interesting. Sorry. Regardless, that's cool that you're doing a garden. Hmm. I would love. I would love to put that in my backyard. Yeah. Mercedes would too. Maybe we will. You're becoming much more of a handyman than I will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it keeps my body sore. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. When are you going to plant your grass? I notice it's, or you're not going to plant it. You're going to wait till Yeah, winter. we're not doing summer grass. Next year, will you do summer grass though? Yes. So you'll do winter and then next year just put all new sod down? Yep, that's the plan. I wonder, so we have that Bermuda that's grown in our yard. I always thought, is there a way that I can just put, like if I if I mow that down to like nothing and then just lay sod over top, if it would just take over or if it would mess up uh, mess up the I Bermuda? Think, I think, isn't Bermuda pretty aggressive? Yeah, it'll, it'll just take over. That's yeah. what makes me nervous. But I'd like to put sod down, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Might need to get... Google involved? Get some industrial strength weed killer. And just kill just all the grass? Kill all the grass. I know. I feel like that would ruin the soil for future future grasses. So you just lay gypsum down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Since when did we become a podcast about home gardening? I don't know. I don't mind it. <laughs> Maybe it'll help some people. So Doyle, we got another uh, another response to uh, our ask to Justin's at gmail dot com account. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Where you can send in your questions. <laughs> in, in this case, it was a recording. In this ca- case, you can do this also. Record an audio file on your phone and send it to the account. Uh-huh. In this recording, it was my wife, Katie, uh, talking about what she thought about wiping off uh, a, a knife. Yeah, instead of, instead licking, of it licking it or using the edge of the jar, using a paper towel to wipe the jelly or peanut butter off the knife. So here, listen to this. So, first of all, I, I don't understand why you can't just get a little half-size piece of paper towel, even smaller, and just wipe the peanut butter off your knife. It is very easy. And then second of all, it is complete BS that it's easier to get the jelly off the knife than the peanut butter, because look, look how clean the peanut butter came off. And then watch me try to wipe this jelly off. See all that jelly residue in there? Cross-contamination. Instead of discussing this, why don't you tell everybody what we're about to do? Yeah, so like we've talked about in the past, Instagram is a great avenue to stay in touch with us, but also to, to be a part of what we're doing, be a part of the podcast. And something that's on there is Instagram Live. So what we decided to do was to go live to show you how we make peanut butter and jellies and use the technique of Katie to see if this really is a, a better way to clean your knife after making peanut butter and jelly. So uh, we actually did a live thing. If you were on yesterday, uh, we did a live uh, recording of us making peanut butter and jellies. Justin made his peanut butter and honey sandwich, and I made a peanut butter and jelly. And uh, it was really, really cool to do that. If you, if you didn't get a chance to watch that, uh, it actually will still be live on our account uh, as of now, so if you if you head on and, and watch it, it's good all through today. And if you're finding it a little bit later, it should be on uh, our highlights, our highlights yep. on our page. Yep. So again, uh, just an opportunity for you to check in and see. There was a verdict for the best peanut and jelly, so make sure you watch it. We won't tell you who won, but it's on. Well, there. Well, they're gonna hear it. We're gonna play the clip for them right now. Oh yeah, that's true. So 
So uh, you want to subscribe so that you can see all the video stuff on Instagram Live. But uh, you can listen in now. You can listen in now and and hear what happens. Trust me, the sandwiches look better on Instagram. Well, the peanut butter jelly does. All right, we're live. What's going on? We're here in my kitchen. What's the... <laughs> we're making uh, peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah, if you've uh, if you've listened at all a little bit, uh, we talked about peanut butter jellies over the past like three or four episodes, and we've had this debate going back and forth on how to make the best peanut butter jelly. More importantly, yeah, how to how to use the knife when you make peanut butter jelly, how to clean it, which way to go. Justin over here uses honey on his peanut butter and jellies, so not even a jelly. But so what we thought we'd do is uh, we're gonna make some peanut butter and jellies, and we're gonna see who can make the better one and what is the best technique to do it. We talked about this over the past few episodes of doing one live in person. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, see how this works. We got all sorts of things here. Let me show you. Got some of this. It is a natural kind. It's not your preferred. Natural with 10 grams of sugar. So it's still pretty pretty natural here. That's a, that's a good one. It's not my preferred, no. I've talked about my preferred on here yes. before. We got peanut butter and uh, extra crunchy is always, always. That's, that's a key That's ingredient. a key for peanut butter and jelly. We have the desert mesquite honey, which is pretty good. I always thought this was made in Arizona. It's not. It's, it's made. Not? No, it's like a product oh, from Mexico. Oh, yeah, Mexico. Yeah. I always Damn. thought I was doing my allergies a favor by buying that honey, but Who apparently not. And last, the Arizona. Oh, yeah, there but. you go. And lastly, we have the bread here. It is a perfectly crafted multi-grain bread. So we're uh, going to go ahead and get started. Uh, we're going to have uh, Justin make make his uh, peanut butter and jelly here. Right. And for those of you that are listening that use honey... I like peanut butter. I like peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you think honey's honey's the best. You gotta wash your hands. Oh yeah, there it's, you go. Washing your hands is an important part of any cooking situation. <laughs> the dog's excited too. There you go. All lathered up. Fresh, clean towel, just for the. Just for the Instagram live. It's like we're on a, uh, a Food Network cooking show. That's Everyth- right. Everything looks so clean and perfect. Everything's laid out. <laughs> All right. Got two slices. That's right. an odd shaped bread. The corners are very round. They are very round. You got to save that little, that little uh, end piece in there to keep everything all together. Make it look like a shrinking loaf of bread. <laughs> All right. Now, here we go. Get in there. Now, remember, Justin is a uh, double peanut butter. So, like, that's a good starting place with your peanut butter. See that? It's, like, enough to cover a face. I feel like you're going to have trouble uh, spreading that. Oh, you just watch. Boom. Look at that. Little turn. Come back to me. Oh yeah, look at that. Clean, pristine, and that's just side one. <laughs> All right, side two. 
about the same amount. We're gonna go right in on it, just come across. Man, you look at all those kind peanuts of folding. In there. I know, it's that extra chunk. It's the best. Okay, got all that peanut butter on. All right, super simple. See, this since this is my method, all you gotta do, close the jar, and then look, you get to do this. Uh, <laughs> That's you don't still... gotta worry. So you're fully done besides the honey. Exactly. You don't gotta worry about cross-contaminating the two jars. Brilliant. See, I agree. You got to have peanut butter on both sides of the bread because if not, the honey, we talked about this, would mm -hmm. seep through the bread, crystallizes. And then you put the honey on. You got kind of that crisscrossing motion. You do both sides? It's like a ski slope. Nope, just one side. That's odd. Oh, I forgot about something. Oh, you messed up big time right there. Do you notice what you even did? Your bread is... <laughs> <laughs> Disproportionate. You put the backside on the front side. <laughs> All right. I'll remedy this. Oh, this is. I'll remedy this. So people watching probably already know mine's gonna be better based off of that. <laughs> All right. Here, let me grab uh, second knife real quick. Got to cut triangle. Boom. You always cut triangle. I like the on every on cut. every why because you can fit the skinny part in your mouth a little better. Mm -hmm. So my wife mentioned, why not just take a piece of paper towel and wipe the peanut butter off? She said it leaves less residue than jelly. It does come off pretty clean. So we're gonna try that when I do jelly. Yeah, we'll see, you're gonna we'll, have to try the jelly side, but that's a lot of wasted paper towel. I think my solution is still the best. You just lick the the knife and put it in the whoops, put it in the sink, but that is an option. It's an okay option. All sorry, right, sorry, so Katie. that's mine. That's mine. That's a pretty thick peanut butter there. Is that a bad thing? Oh, I feel like it'll be kind of dry. That is beautiful. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll uh, go to the, the better sandwich, I'm assuming. So we're gonna get our bread here. The key as well is when you flip the bread, you gotta flip it to be symmetric. You don't wanna go back this way. So we're gonna keep it that way. Jelly first, always. Jelly first. Always, uh, because I don't, well if I was, well, the jelly's easier to get off, I'm assuming. Your, your wife thinks not, but I, I think it's easier to get. And. Now I'm a fan of a healthy amount of jelly because I don't want a dry sandwich. I want a wet, like a wet sandwich. There we go. Now what I always do is I always Wipe, wipe the jelly on that edge, or the edge. It's gotta be on the edge, because you don't want it out in the middle. Okay, well real quick, you need to get a little bit more jelly on there and t test it on a paper towel. Oh, I see what you mean. So, this is for science. Okay, so I just jellied up there. Yep. So your wife thinks this doesn't come off very easy. Mm-hmm. 
That's a clean. That's a clean oh, knife. That's pretty clean. That's a clean, clean knife. Okay. Uh, we're going to go peanut butter now. Okay. So right over your jelly spot. Well, yeah, because it's not going to get on the knife to where I can read peanut butter if I need more. Okay. I, I, uh, you, you seem to like a lot of peanut butter. Yeah, you're... You're going. I'm a little more scarce. You're going pretty butter. thin there. Yeah, but this is the crunchy. So you got all the peanuts in there, which is gonna provide me the flavor I need. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. So, clean the peanut butter knife. Hmm. Pretty clean. <laughs> pretty. It's, that's a good idea, Katie. Is this your is this your preferred method now? This is gonna be. I think it might be. That's a little better than licking it and sticking it back in there. Well, so, you don't stick it back in. Look, they're in the sink. Well, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you lick it, you gotta, you still gotta get your peanut butter. So I think that's a little bit of a better option than licking the jelly off and going back in your peanut butter. So now we folded it the symmetrical way, so we get it back to normal. Okay. Nice and nice and big there. I don't, I don't. The dinorette's okay. I'm still a fan of the plain. Ooh, the center cut. Center cut. The key is making sure your halves are. Symmetrical. Symmetrical. And I think your left, left lobe is a little bigger. You think? Looks pretty good. Looks there we go. There we go. Look at all that jelly. Like when you squeeze it. Oh man. Look at that. That looks pretty tasty. <laughs> so there we go. All right, so uh, now the moment of truth. You need to take a bite of yours. And then a and bite of mine. Of no milk. We can't. We can't contaminate. That's key. That little squeeze out. Oh, like when you bite it, you, you get all you that. You want that jelly to? Oh yeah. Not out the backside. Free flow. Yeah. That was good. I'm gonna try yours now. Is that okay? Yep. So I really like. I do like the diagonal cut because I can fit. Yeah, I like the the first bite of the diagonal I'm cut. I'm nervous about eating it because it's so just thick. That's good. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't taste any honey. You can't? Barely. It's, it's just that slight, slight it's a sweetness. Very slight. The peanut butter kind of engulfs the honey. That's good. It's protein packed. That's good. Okay, you can you can. Uh... All right. Is that my? Oh, that's a jelly. Look at that. Look at that. Oh. It's pretty good. I like the bread too. Like there feels like a little bit of an integrity issue here. Like the sandwich <laughs> is going to fall apart. Like, you can't take it in the car and eat that because... But I do want to go in for a second oh, bite. always. See, this is what I like about this bread. If you look at the bread, where we cut, it's kind of stuck together, almost like an Uncrustable. Mm-hmm. You, you know how the ends of an Uncrustable are? You get kind of crimped down. It's just very moist bread. It's true. Sticky, moist bread. All right. So now it's on to yours. Look at the belly of that sandwich. Mm. Look at all that peanut butter in there. That's a good sandwich. <laughs> but which one's better? That's the thing. I feel like we can't... We can't judge on our own. <laughs> we need you guys to help us. Yeah, yeah, please. 
Seth, you think it's a nice sandwich? Seth, real quick, why don't you comment? Let us know which one do you think is a better sandwich? Just write it. Oh, Seth's not even there anymore. Messed up. Anybody? Anybody there? Hmm. Ooh, one for Doyle. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. The verdict. Oh, another one. Peanut butter and jelly. This That's is rough. it. This is it. It's rough. Put yours over there. All right. Well, we're going to enjoy our lunch. Yeah. Hopefully tomorrow you'll enjoy the next bur- episode of <laughs> Oh, yeah. It comes <laughs> out tomorrow. Podcast. Yeah. Make sure you tune in. It'll be out tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be great. All right. So Doyle, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Never. We've talked about this before. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Well, I watched like a, a, the the first season, I think, and I didn't like it. But you said multiple people said, "Man, you have to watch past because it's not until like the second and third season it's where like it the starts office. to." It's I like the first season legs. of Office though. I I now like the first season of Parks and Rec. So it takes some time. Yeah, it takes some time. Yeah, so I've never watched it. So I have looked up a ton of clips on Ron Swanson <laughs> because I find him pretty funny. Okay, good. I'm glad you said that. Uh, I have a clip that I want you to hear that I'm going to insert into, into the podcast. I won't publicly endorse a product unless I use it exclusively, and I really believe in it. My only official recommendations are U.S. Army-issued mustache trimmers, Morton Salt, and the C.R. Lawrence Fine 2-inch axe-style scraper oscillating knife blade. So I'm assuming they were asking him to endorse something that he didn't want to endorse. Yeah, so uh, the whole premise of this episode is Tom uh, has a new uh, alcoholic beverage that he's invented that he calls snake juice. Okay, I saw I think I've seen this And then, And then he's trying to get Ron to promote it for him, and... Uh, Ron ends up actually loving it and promoting it happily. But those are the list of Ron Swanson endorsed <laughs> products. Morton Salt. <laughs> <laughs> U.S. Issue, Army issue mustache trimmers, Morton Salt. I don't know what the other thing was, though. C.S. Lawrence, fine. Fine oscillating. Oh, knife. Knife blade. blade. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So this got me thinking. Um because I think about this quote a lot because I think it is a great quote from mm-hmm. a great TV show. And it got me thinking, what are the products that Justin Doyle uses every day? And which ones would you happily endorse? Man, I wish I would have known this topic coming into I like it I like it being cold. I like it yeah. I like hearing your process. But it's only cold cold for me. It's not cold for you. I didn't really spend any time thinking about the things I use every day. Okay. But now you're gonna start to come up with them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would say the thing, I don't think I use anything every day. I mean, I guess I do. Well, let me think for a minute. So, so here's an example. What brand of shampoo do you use? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the brand is. We get it from Costco. It's like a, uh, a coconut oil argan with biotin something. Or All right. So I also have no... No strong loyalty to an individual shampoo. It's because I wash my hair like once every 10 days or something. (laughs) Is that weird for me to say on here? Okay, let me back up here. (laughs) I get crap 
for showering like three times <laughs> okay, a week. Okay, but that's different. You don't wash your hair for 10 days? Yeah, because your scalp, your skin and scalp have natural oils. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that my exact argument <laughs> no. about not taking a shower it's as often? I, I take a shower every day, but it, I don't always wash my skin. Depends on what came of the day. We've discussed this. <laughs> So uh, so you wash your hair probably uh, probably more like yeah it depends on 28 times a a, a year <laughs> roughly <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care what kind of shampoo or conditioner is in our shower it's whatever my wife has and I just use it Okay I'd say what I have more <laughs> you seem a little concerned I have I have more loyalty to the body wash that's in the shower Okay so what's your brand of body wash I don't know the brand but I know <laughs> <laughs> I know what kind. It's also a well. I know the brand actually. It's Kirkland. It's a it's a Costco. Okay, brand. Costco brand body wash. Yeah, and it's the uh, like the natural moisturizing coconut oil body, body wash. wash. Yeah, and it has like some minerals and oils in it that are supposed to make your skin exfoliate better. Mm. From what I read on the the side of the thing. <laughs> you see, you seem a little judgmental uh, right now. Nope, nope, nope. We're just uh, trying to find products indoors. I I. You don't well talking about showers. You use a bar soap. I do use a bar soap. You use Irish scent. No, <laughs> I order spring. Uh, no, I use. Um, so a long time ago, I got an email mm-hmm. from Harry's. Oh yeah, and Harry said, "If if we ever made a bar of soap, would you be interested?" And I said, "Absolutely, I'd be interested." And then like six months later, they're like. Hey, remember when you said you'd be interested? We made a wow. bar of soap. And uh and, and then you're like, oh, I yeah, was you, like, you took my opinion into consideration. Of course I'll buy it. <laughs> I know, exactly. So I immediately bought a bunch of bars of soap. So and you I've, like bar soap? So I've been using their soap. Their soap is really, really good. But you use it with no loofah? No, I use I use the little the little like uh Yeah, the little I don't know what you call that. Like a it's like a like a thing that's squishy. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ball, but it's you like, just rub the bar of soap on that it's first. It's like somebody took a sheet and like made it into and a then tied a rubber band around the middle. Yeah, but you use that. You put the bar of soap. You like scrub the bar of soap all on that thing first. Yeah, it doesn't get like chunks of soap inside the holes on that thing. No. Hmm. I've always had a concern if I was going to use a bar of soap, I wouldn't be able to use my. I have a loofah and a scrunchy thing because I like using the loofah on my back. Hmm. And the loofah has like the scrunchy thing on the end of it, so it's not like a traditional loofah. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be nice. Yeah, being able to. I can't reach, reach back to the back. I can reach the top of my back and my lower back, but I can't reach the middle. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's difficult. A lot of times, I have to do this technique where I put my right hand up on the upper back with the loofah, and then I try to like go as far as I can, and then I let it drop into and I catch it with my left hand. So you kind of know where you're at. Yeah, and then I try to like. Keep, catch it as high as possible with my left hand so that there's like a little bit of like it's sliding down my back so potentially it could <laughs> it could uh hopefully get all of the all of the back um so you would endorse harry's endorse harry's yeah so what i was going to say is is uh i would endorse harry's uh, i don't know if i would exclusively endorse it because i also really like um this other bar of soap uh can you buy harry's stuff at like the, at like a target I believe they do sell it at Target. Do you use it for other things too, or just soap? Like, do I use the soap for things other than soap? No, doesn't Harry's sell other products? Oh yes. So 
so I would say I exclusively endorse Harry's like shaving products, beard cream, all those things. Or um, do they not sell a beard? I don't know if they sell sell like a beard oil. I should look at that. But uh, as far as like shaving goes, you don't shave your face. I shave my neck sometimes with a blade. Yeah. Huh. And now Katie's using Harry's products too because they, they made, made for Harry's women? for they made they made a women's line. Yes. Oh, okay. So. Really good shaving products, skincare products. A little more expensive. A little more expensive, but you get what you pay for. Yeah. The other bar of soap that I, that does interest me, um, that I really like and would endorse. May, this is really just an episode to try to get <laughs> advertisement. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, is Dove Gentle Exfoliating Bar huh. of Soap. Made for men? It's great. No, it's not the Dove for Men line. It's just, uh, just Dove... Gentle exfoliating. That's the that's the one that's called, and it's uh, yeah, your your skin feels silky smooth. Hmm. It's really nice. Yeah, that sounds nice. I think there is something I would exclusively endorse, but again, it's are you are you talking about like a product or does it are you talking about a company? So like, uh, the 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 clip is a company. The, the best I can do is is just keep giving you examples to try to 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 give you. <laughs> Yeah, but idea. I could I could say something that I take every single day, but it, it's never the same company. I just find the best deal and I buy it. Okay, what's that? Curcumin, which is like a what is that? <laughs> it's the the root that t- turmeric is derived from. Oh, okay. It's the root the root plant is curcumin, mm. and then turmeric is derived from curcumin. Yeah, I I think it is more of a brand yeah. thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Converse. Mm, yes. Like that is something I wear every day, and I don't stray. You I've don't worn stray. the same high top black Converse for a very long time. Do you feel like uh, you could endorse another shoe company if the shoe lasted longer than Converse, and they looked the same? I think any shoe would last me longer than Converse. These Converse, I've got these for Christmas, and my toe is almost about to pop out again, and it's only May. <laughs> I buy like what two pairs a year, yeah, and I feel like I shouldn't have to. I just recently started looking into buying another pair of Vans, but I haven't done that yet. Ooh, you'd be abandoning your endorsement. My Converse, yes, but you can't wear these with shorts, high tops. Well, That's I guess you true. can, but I don't like. Then you the look way. odd. <laughs> Un- unappealing. <laughs> um, but I think I think Converse is something I would endorse, especially if I'm getting paid for it. Endorsements are you get paid for that. Yeah, I think in the, in the in the Ron Swanson sense with Morton Salt, it's it's less about you getting paid and it's more about you believe in this product uh-huh. in this brand so much. So another good example is uh, is my whoops is, is the shoes I always wear. The, yeah, you have a bunch of colors of this. The under Under Armour Sling Ride. Yeah, I just which keep, I really like. I'd like to get a pair. Them. Yeah, I've told you that for a while. I've never bought them. Yeah. I I've been. Do you use our friend who gets the deal? Uh, I haven't. I haven't ever. No, but I bought two of these exact same pair because I think they're still on sale three years later online on under Under Armour's website. It was such an unpopular color combo, and I actually kind of like it. I like it's like a like it's, an orangish pink, like yeah, a coral. It's got like a coral um, sole, and then like the rest is like a two tone gray. Yeah. How much are they? Uh, on sale, these were like fifty bucks. Oh, that's cheap. Super and they're cheap. comfy, and they're the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Hmm. So, yeah, and how, you have like three pairs, right? Four. 
all that, different colors? Two of these coral and gray ones. But you, I'm assuming you, one you black and gray, right there. And then uh, my the original ones that I bought, which are like a blue and gray, and I, those ones I just use for yard work now. Yeah, but you don't wear the gray and coral ones, or do you switch in and out? Doesn't matter. You just have them both sitting there. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both sitting in the closet. So I try to keep track of which pair I wore the day before. Like I wore the those black and gray ones. That way you're not wearing them out. Yeah, that way they get um, proper use. Proper use. Yeah, get to give them some time to recover. Hmm. Okay. Sensodyne toothpaste. That's what you use. I love Sensodyne toothpaste. Are your teeth sensitive? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my teeth were sensitive before or not. I just feel like um, it, it's a nice toothpaste. It just yeah, it feels like it, it feels <clears throat> like a very nice toothpaste that is like uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like a as BSy of a toothpaste. Uh-huh. It's like this is like the boring doctor toothpaste. That's what works. Sensodyne feels like, where everything else is like. It's got blue crystals. <laughs> You're like, what do we need? Does, do teeth need blue crystals? I don't know what. Of course it does. And this one's just like, uh, this. This I'm is. To- I'm toothpaste. This is good toothpaste. Uh, recommended by doctors. Is it cheaper? No, not really. Oh, okay. But it's probably the same. And then they're like, oh, also, if your teeth are sensitive, it will help with that. Yeah. Something else that I, I have started drinking a lot of, and it probably started last year no probably this year like Mm -hmm. in in january uh there's an energy drink that's kind of become super popular called bang energy drinks and you have yet to have one i i've tasted a a few not a fan i'm not a big energy drink guy yeah the 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 only energy drinks that i i liked to drink was one of my endorsements which uh now is defunct which was uh and let me guess Kickstarts. Yes, the Mountain yeah. Dew Kickstarts. I love those. They're still around? Um, no. The the big can Kickstarts are not the small can with the actual fruit juice. Oh, yeah. Those ones are gone. And there was like pineapple. Yep, that was the one. I, the pineapple mango the yellow, was, was the yellow. one that I liked. It yeah. was good, huh? Yeah, it was real good. It had like good amount of caffeine, pineapple, mango juice. Yeah, that's good. So the other, the other one, if I'm vibing on an energy drink that i'll get is the v8 energy drink oh, it's got like the good. fruit juice the vegetable juice and then like tea yeah that's nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah these bangs are uh, actually i have one right here um i probably drink one a day mm. during the week on the weekends i don't really drink it i really drink it any day where i'm gonna go to the gym if i go to the gym at all mm. so even if i'm going like in the afternoon i'll drink one in the morning like on my way to work does it have like creatine <sighs> it in does it? It has super creatine in it. Um, it has uh, CoQ10, which is like an anti-aging mm. so supplement. It's, so it's a workout. Yeah, and it has BCAA aminos in it, which help promote stem t- stem stem cell reproduction and growth. Maybe not reproduction. Sorry. Uh, what's it called? Like mitosis? No. Like if you're repairing something, um, repair. No, there's a word for it. Anyways, uh, so when I was in college, I went to GCC. That was like my first college, and I got a scholar. I played soccer there. And there was a kid on the team named Danny, and he used to bring to all the games that were early on Saturday mornings, he would bring this supplement called Redline. And Redline, mm. uh, 
not to be confused with flatlining, which I think was the intent of the name. <laughs> but Redline uh, is a energy product that was like a high amount of caffeine in a capsule form. Mm. And you would just take one capsule uh, and it would basically like wire you for six hours. So he would bring these to these games on Saturdays for anybody that wanted one that was like extremely tired or in those days, you know, anybody that was partying the night before that wanted to take a red line. Mm-hmm. And he would just hand them out. He had like in a little plastic baggie. So it was kind of weird because it was almost like, <laughs> it was like, where are these coming from? But he would hand them out to people. I never took one. But that same company, uh, I think they were like the, the product was taken off. Like they weren't allowed to sell them anymore. Mm-hmm. But the the company is Redline Energy Company. They they continue to stay around, and that's who now makes Bang. Oh dang! So it's the same company that was making these little. <laughs> I was expecting this to be the company that made Four Loco or something. Oh, those were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> those it's are like an alcoholic. And they still have drink. those though. They still have them, which is nuts. It's, it's like, like vodka and energy t- drink mixed together. Idea. Oh yeah, awful. Um, so, anyways, I really, I, w- I would probably endorse Bangs. I think they're they're really good. I like how it has the other supplements in there. There's no sugar, there's no calories, and there's no carbs in it. So it's a mm. supposedly a healthier energy drink. Um, it throws you off because like this one right here is is a blue raspberry one, and if I were to pour it out in a cup, it looks just like water. It's oh, clear. interesting. All of the flavors are clear. So the first yeah. time I drank one, I was like, "What the heck?" It was like a mango one. I was expecting it to be like a reddish orange color. Yeah, and it was clear. Um, but this is probably something uh, that I would endorse. Another another company that I think I would endorse um, is Stone Brewing Company. Mm. And I think not just because of what they produce, but because of the com- company as a whole and what they're trying to do for local brewing companies to not go mainstream with yeah. like massive organizations like anheuser-busch or any of these other big companies that are just taking over all these craft brewing companies and mainstreaming them stone has created a foundation mm. for local craft brewing companies that help support them so that they don't have to be sold out or bought out to a mainline brewing company like anheuser-busch company mm-hmm. that way they can stay local they can stay small and not have to be bought out because a lot of those companies they're they're selling out to these huge corporations, and then it's becoming available across the country. Yeah. Um, and really, to compete, they're having to just be bought out because they can't right. with prices of like an Anheuser-Busch brewing company. So Stone provides, provided this foundation where they help all these other companies stay afloat on their own and not having to be bought out by any other thing. So I think I would endorse them, too. I think that's kind of a cool concept yeah. for local and not just, I mean, not just brewing company, but just keeping stuff local and being able to support people who are creative and want to continue to pursue what they have a passion for. I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. I think I would endorse the Kia Soul. <laughs> just because that's your car? Well, you have two of them. We got two Kia Souls. Yeah, that's great. Money's where our mouth is. Yeah, they're both the same color. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Is car. there a way to tell the difference? Are they different years? Like if you yeah. walk in the garage or if they're parked somewhere, are you like, oh, that's mine, that's Katie's? Totally. Yeah. What's yeah. the difference? Um, the front bumpers are a little, are little they different, different years? style. Yeah, hers is a 16, mine's an 18. Ooh. So, yeah, a little bit little bit of differences. Um, really good car, though. Really good car. Yeah. I like driving in that. When you first got it, I was like, man, this is nice compared to my 2008 Scion XB. <laughs> 
I probably would endorse Levi's. Mm. I like Levi jeans. Me too. I uh, I used to buy other kinds like skating brand kinds, Crew, Altamont, Maddox, but Levi's I think are all around probably my favorite favorite pair of jeans. Mm. Currently, I have like four or five pairs. Yeah, most of my jeans are Levi also, except for my my black ones I got at Old Navy. Are they pretty? Com- are those the ones right there? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty comfortable. Uh, you can tell they're, they're they're a little bit cheaper than than Levi's. Like the colors, just not. It's fading a little faster. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, more reason to endorse Levi's. I probably would endorse my Nintendo Switch. Mm. Your exclusive gaming console. <laughs> I don't have anything else. It's true. Uh, I sold my Xbox to buy a game for my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me sixty bucks, which is all I needed for. You're like perfect. Let go, Evie. Let's go, Evie. Uh, so, but I think I would uh, endorse my Switch. I find that, yeah, I, I pick it up probably every day. I've been getting really into Stardew Valley lately, which nice. I was into before. But then I kind of took a break. I was playing Skyrim a lot. But then lately, I've been laying in bed before bed playing Stardew Valley. Nice. We need getting on that co-op S- Stardew online. Game. I don't know like how that works though. I'm a little like you just have a farm together. Yeah. But who's doing what, or does it not matter? Doesn't matter. We're and do you have your own bank account, or is it like a combined? It's hit? Combined. So this is the Bogus and Doyle farm, and whatever you do and whatever I do, it just all adds into our farm. Yeah. I feel like something could dominate. One of us would dominate the other. <laughs> like, what if I logged in there and you've already harvested the crops? What am I going to do for my day? <laughs> you know what I mean? These are the questions, man. But can you play at the same time, like the exact same time? Yeah. And walk around together, go into the mines together? Yeah. Dang, that's tight. <laughs> we should start a farm. We should start a farm. Yes. I'm already starting the garden. That's right, but that's like real life stuff, so <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is more second life. <laughs> second, second life. <laughs> when you want to be even further removed. <laughs> From reality. From reality. Oh, that's such a good episode for those who are listening. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else I would endorse. I would endorse the company that makes my backpack. Lower Pro? Low Pro. I still have yet to buy a backpack, and we've been talking about it forever. That's the backpack, man. You love it? Love it. Like it's everything you ever wanted in a backpack? Everything I ever wanted in a backpack. What's your favorite part about that new backpack? Everything. But like if you had to pick (laughs) one thing where you're like, this is so convenient and nice to have on a backpack. I really like uh, how structured it is. Like sturdy? Yeah, it's like sturdy, holds its shape, and it's tall. So did like you, you bought the tallest one, or did you buy the medium? There's uh, like a 26 inch. I, I I bought the middle one. Yeah, yeah. But you don't find that it's too tall for you when you're walking and stuff. No, no, I don't think so. But I, the inside of the backpack has so many pockets and stuff that uh, everything sits kind of high. So so it's structured. It's up, and then nothing's. I've never had a moment with this backpack of digging through the bag trying to find something. Yeah, yeah. Because everything's in its Do place. you put your laptop and your iPad in there? Mm-hmm. I don't have my laptop in it right now, but... Is but, it at work? Yeah, but it's comfortable, too. Yeah. Because the laptop is in its own pocket by itself. Protected. Protected. And then what if the you want next to put your pocket switch in forward... Well, I've got a couple of different options there. <laughs> so if I put the switch into this case, I could easily throw this into the po- same pocket that has the iPad? Uh, the iPad. So like uh, 
It's got like a raised floor, so this could sit on the top of the raised floor um, in front of the iPad sleeve in that pocket, uh-huh. or underneath that raised floor is where the other pocket. It's like has that little bag. That in has there. the little bag. I could pull out that little bag and just put my my case for my switch in it. Is that little is that little area down at the bottom all hard too, so it stays nice? Um, or if you take out if you take something out of it, it will compact. It, it's a firm foam. Yeah, it's a firm foam. So even without the bag in it, it's going to hold its shape. Hmm. And then the top of of it, i.e. the bottom of the iPad sleeve area, it's um it's velcroed. So you could actually take out that that structured foam piece and have a bigger pocket there if you needed it for whatever reason. Yeah. Hmm. I need a backpack so bad. Mine's my zippers, all three zippers on it are totally broken. Low pro man. Pretty sure it's a lifetime guarantee too. Yeah, but it's like a hundred and some bucks for a backpack. Get what you pay for. That's true. Touche. <laughs> I would probably endorse my Apple Watch. Mm. As we know, I've had three of them. <laughs> All for my own breaking them or whatever's happened. Yeah. But uh I use it every day. Not just for a watch, but I use I mean, I think I I think if like the other day I left to go to the gym without it. And I was already like a mile away from my house, and I turned around and went home to get it, just so I could use it at the gym. <laughs> Confession time. So, yeah, I think I would endorse my Apple Watch too. Yeah, I've got to agree with you on the uh, probably any Apple product actually. Apple Apple Watch. Yeah, any Apple product. I found myself the other day questioning in my head. I wonder if I could ever switch to a Samsung. And then I slapped myself. I, I was like, what am I even talking about? It, I was listening to another podcast. We were talking about the how great the new Samsung Galaxy is. Mm. And in my head, I'm like, man, I wonder how great it really is. Like, is it is it as good as an iPhone? Is mm. it better than an iPhone? Obviously, there's lots of people who love it and would never buy an iPhone again. Right. Um, I don't think I ever would. But in my mind, I was like, what makes it so great? Like, why do people love Samsung so much? Yeah. Do you know? I haven't owned another phone besides an iPhone since I was like 21 years old or something. It's been like nine years. So I know you're talking about Matt and Destin. Uh, yes. Well, that and Joe Rogan. Okay. So. Do Matt and Destin both have Samsungs? Mm-hmm. And they will not buy iPhones? Yeah. I think Matt got Destin to switch his phone to a Samsung phone. And Samsung makes good phones. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a different value proposition happening. And I think people that like Samsung phones like different things. The build quality on Samsung is is just as good. The build quality uh-huh. on Samsung is just as good, if not better. Um, so that, that's really good. But there's different decisions made uh, on how the phone functions from a UI perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Android phones, I've seen some truly awful examples of this. Is Android Samsung Galaxy? Is that an Android? It, so Samsung runs, uh, Samsung makes the phone, yeah. and then it runs the Android operating system. Yeah. yeah. Google owns the Android operating yeah. system. Yeah. Um, so Google's phones are the only, like... Um, like manufactured by the same company that creates and runs the operating system. Mm-hmm. 
But LG's phones also run Android. HTC One Plus also runs Android. I think Huawei runs a version of Android that they try to make look like an iPhone, hmm. um, which is a lot of the reason that Huawei isn't available in the United States yeah. because it's breaking all sorts of different yeah. patent yeah. rules. So all that to say, you can do stuff on Androids that you absolutely cannot do on iPhones. Like I've seen somebody, one of my volunteers with her phone, uh, she goes to type out a text message and it's in this like gross, awful, insanely hard to read handwriting style font. Why would you want that? I have no idea, but Android will let you do that. She thinks it looks pretty. Android will let her do that iPhone will never let you make your phone look gross because they don't want a fo- an iPhone to look gross. So they limit you very tightly. I happen to really like the design options that iPhones limit you to. That would be like my ideal aesthetic. Yeah. And I probably wouldn't be able to choose it myself. Yeah. yeah. Because I am not that design savvy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Samsung, if you're really design savvy, you might be able to make something that looks really cool happening on your phone. On an Android or Samsung, you get to yeah. design everything. You, you can pick fonts, you can, you can customize, pick your background colors, you can pick everything, right? I assume that that you can do that with with every single Android phone. Um yeah, like it's it's highly customizable. Yeah. You can you can also download software off of the internet and run it on the phone. Apple, Apple doesn't let you do that. All of the software, unless you um, jailbreak the iPhone, all of the software is going to have to come from the App Store. Yeah. And in order to be on the App Store, it's got to pass the criteria set out by the App Store, basically endorsing that app as safe, non-predatory. It's not going to steal your information. Yeah. Uh, it works. I appreciate that about yeah. Apple. Where where uh as far as i know and android users might get mad at me but as far as i know the android app store is a hot mess of garbage apps yeah the apple app store is fantastic in comparison yeah like there are bad apps there are freemium games that try to sell you gems so that you can trade them in for tokens and then you can buy outfits for your gargoyle that's trying to match the colors of pieces of tile or something on some mm-hmm. dumb freemium game you yeah, know yeah so many games exist like that so there are garbage games like that um but there's not stuff that is literally just there to steal your information mm-hmm. which yeah. is in the that's app, it's in there google yeah. app store yeah so yeah all that to say endorse apple products yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want, but if you want to be able to download like something that somebody you know made and put it on your phone, like it's way easier to do that yeah. on an Android. Same with a with a PC. Like you can download a bunch of of kind of terrible like gar- yeah, garbage yeah. programs and run them on your PC. Yeah, um, and it's a lot harder to do that on the Mac, and because you're not running executable files on the Mac. You're also not getting viruses. Yeah. So um, depends on what you value, wh- yeah. what you want to do. If you want complete freedom and, and for you to to have complete control over everything, Android's really the only mm-hmm. way to go. But if you 
like the trade-offs of what Apple values as a company, which is your privacy and security. Um, they want you to just keep buying their products, and yep. they want they don't want to use your information to sell things. Where explicitly Google does want to do that, yep. so yep. Uh, that's their business model. Mm-hmm. So uh, they don't care as much whether or not you buy their phone as much as them getting your data. That's what they want. Yeah, yeah. So fortunately for all of us, they're not as nefarious as Facebook, but yeah, endorse. Apple products. Apple products. <laughs> Official endorsement of the Two Justins podcast. <laughs> Next product. My go-to hot sauce. This uh, Arizona Gunslingers jalapeno pepper sauce. Ooh. It's a great hot sauce. Is I it love hot? It. It's got a good kick. It's got a good kick. It's, I, I probably l- couldn't hang. I like green hot sauces. Yeah. So that's that's my go-to hot sauce. I have a go-to hot sauce. What's your go-to hot sauce? Macayos. Like, that's a so first that's a restaurant I don't know. it is if you're not from arizona you would yeah. know macau's is so they, they have a hot sauce they have a hot sauce you can buy it in stores okay it's called macau's taco it's actually called taco sauce is it a salsa or is it a hot it's sauce? a hot sauce in a bottle okay and it's all like a smooth sauce it's not chunky mm-hmm. and uh it's a medium so they don't it's really odd they have a scale on the the side uh-huh that has a a green and then a yellow, and then a red. And in the stores, you can buy one that has an arrow pointing to the middle, which is like a medium, the yellow. Mm-hmm. Then you can buy another one that has an arrow pointing to the red, which is the hot. Right. But you cannot buy any, nowhere have I ever found a Mikayo's taco sauce that has an arrow pointing to the green for the mild. It's a mild taco sauce? Yeah, but why even put the green on there? You don't sell it. They do not mm. sell a mild taco sauce anywhere. But they have the scale for it, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> so I buy the medium, and it's not spicy at all. It's not, I mean, it's nothing. So I would endorse that. It's always in my house. That You will never, ever go to my house and not see Macau's hot sauce in the fridge. And it's been that way since I was like eight years old. My mom did it. My grandma and grandpa did it. My uncle Scott did it. Every time we have Mexican food, the Macau's hot sauce is always on the counter. Hmm. Do you think they're trying to play a long con? Where uh, one of these days you're going to go in and they've shifted the scale and and I'm s- the one you're using will be shifted to the green and then the yeah, red maybe. will be shifted to the middle. And then they'll make an even hotter one. Make an even hotter one. Yeah, potentially. I'll, and then I'll be just the weak, mild person that can't handle <laughs> hot sauce. Right now, at least, I feel somewhat dignified because I'm, at, I'm buying a medium hot sauce. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like hot sauce? Well, this is a medium, but you know. Yeah, not too spicy. <laughs> it's like, not not too spicy. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my palate. <laughs> uh, but if it's mild, it's like I don't like hot sauce. <laughs> it's like, why are you buying this? Uh, my next endorsement, Ooh, Bel- money clip, Bellroy, as a brand for making um, wallets. Yeah, I've always liked your wallet too. Yeah, yeah Bellroy. I've had this for. Couple At years least now? five years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taking it in the ocean on accident in Hawaii, and let it dry out, and still get as new. Yeah. So it's really high quality. You get to design well-made. it, or they just have a bunch of different kinds. No, they've got a bunch of different kinds, but but I mean, feel it. It's a really well made. Yeah, you can pull out this wallet. little tab here, right? Yeah. Doesn't this tab pull out? Yeah. So so you pull the tab, and and you can get to all of the cards on the inside. Yeah, that's really nice. And you just push it back in. Yep. It's all leather, really well made. And again, you get what you pay for, but I love this wallet and I paid 
I don't know, $75 five years ago for it. Yeah, that's nice. And it's a really small, slim wallet. It does exactly what I want it I to hate do. My, I hate my wallet. Like, I hate it. You got to check Bellroy, man. Yeah. I, I need to Endorsed do a lot Endorsed of- exclusively by me <laughs> as my wallet provider. Yeah. The other, this is probably the last thing I'm going to say that I would endorse, and I just got it, uh, is an app. Funny that we were just talking about it, but it's an app on my phone, mm. and it's called LifeLock. LifeLock. Have you heard of LifeLock? Uh, I have heard of LifeLock. Uh-huh. Hasn't that guy, the guy that founded LifeLock, hasn't his identity been stolen like a dozen For real? times? I don't know, but I, I think ju- so. I just recently got LifeLock because of a situation that had taken place. Is is this is this situation? Let me ask you this: <laughs> Was this when you thought the uh, would they called you about the IRS? Okay, similar, but it didn't happen to me. It happened to my wife. So about it, I don't know how long ago that was. This was like a year ago. Yeah, it was not this most recent tax season. The tax season before that, you got a phone call from from somebody saying. Hi, this is the IRS. Give me your bank account. <laughs> or there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah, and you're like, what do I do? I was like, it's a scam. It's a scam, for sure. And I would never fall for that. Like, I'm totally not falling for that. Mercedes, on the other hand, <laughs> she did not understand it and freaked out. And uh, she called me one day. from I was at work. Oh, no. And she's bawling her eyes out super scared and nervous about this phone call she just got it was not a recording it was a real person who was giving her all this information showing him her contact their contact information basically just mimicking the irs website and she flipped basically they told her that her car that she used to own was being used in texas for all these federal crimes drug laundering money laundering did they did Home they arrest. tell her what the car was? They did. And okay. they told her her three or four past addresses she's lived at. So she was like, what the heck? These people know all this information. And they started basically telling her, like, hey, here's the deal. If you do not comply, you are going to be arrested. And they were not even saying a warrant. Like, we're going to come to your house right now. We'll, ha- we'll send somebody to your house, and you're going to get arrested if you don't comply with us. She, she doesn't know. Like she, She's not into, like all this stuff that I'm in, like she doesn't just doesn't know these yeah. kinds of things. And, uh, so I get home. I'm like, so what'd you end up telling him? Like, what'd you do? And she ended up telling him some information, extremely secure and private information. Oh no. So I immediately start to kind of not panic, but like, okay, somebody as of now can basically go and open a bajillion credit cards in her account and just start yeah. loading them. And so I call a detective that I know that works here in Phoenix. And I said, hey, here's what happened. What should we do? So he basically like started to say, like, okay, you need to call this number. You need to call this number. You need to file a report online at these three websites. You need to call your local PD company and file a report. Give them the number that called you. Just kind of share what happened. So we went through and did all of these things. And then lastly, he said, and something you might want to do is get LifeLock. Because yeah. if you get that now, like today, uh, before, you know, within the next hour, It'll it'll send you a notification every time there's like an alert that your whatever is being used for opening random accounts and different things. And you things. can just you can freeze your social security number. Yeah. So did you call the big credit card or the credit companies like Experian? We did. And well, did did you I, freeze? Did you freeze all of your credit? We yeah. Accounts? You can do that from LifeLock, so you don't okay. have to call. You don't have to call nice. the big companies. So I froze it for like two weeks. You could just keep it frozen, like in, you could. Like you it's not like she's trying to open anything yeah, or do anything. 
But anyways, we I froze it for like two weeks. I got one alert that came up that mm-hmm. the social security number was on like the dark web on some website. Yeah. Uh, but it's frozen. I froze it. I filed all the reports with social security, all the reports with all the different companies, like all the different government agencies that you're supposed to file for. Yeah. And it just starts building a case for that number and whatever. But, so almost but, certainly the person that talked to Mercedes and stole the information has sold that. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna be the ones to use no, that information. No. They're 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 putting that on a big list of names and they're gonna say, here's a list of names, social security numbers, other private information, yeah. and uh ten thousand dollars for the whole bundle. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. So, anyways, I got LifeLock, uh, and it's just I feel more at peace a little bit. Yeah. About it, and uh, just having that, like, n- some something to notify you yeah. if something is askew. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I think I would endorse that. I think it's kind of a cool thing. I had always heard about it and was like, ah, I'm never gonna have to do something like that, and. Uh, Dang. I have to do something like that. And I put mine on there as well, even though I'm not yeah. compromised, just in case, you know, we share where she's an authorized user on all of my credit card accounts, all of our bank accounts. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Experian. I think it was, it might have been Experian. One of the big got hacked companies, yeah, had a giant data breach. Yeah. And like half of their records were, were, Compromise, isn't that crazy? And uh, I know we. So this is a reason why we shouldn't use our social security number, which was invented in order for us to get social security. Yeah, that's the only use that it was for. It was <laughs> yeah. for us to get retirement benefits later on from social security. Yeah. And now we tie our bank accounts to it, our credit cards to it, our ability to apply for loans to Your it. Identity. Our identity is tied to this number that wasn't invented to be secure or used for anything else yeah. other than how long have you worked? Okay. You get this much money yeah. in social security benefits. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's really a broken system, much like a lot of things. <laughs> so are there things that you can't endorse pennies? I can't endorse pennies. You don't like them? Pennies are garbage. Yeah. Literally. We just throw them away. Yeah. I feel like I've recently <laughs> listened to a podcast about pennies and how they're, Something I don't know what it was. I about. think Gray was mentioning it. Yeah, maybe he mentions it often. Yeah, um, I don't know if there's something I can't endorse. I strongly oh the Bachelor and Bachelorette. I cannot endorse that show, and mm. it drives me insane whenever my wife is watching it. Just feels oh I just hate it. Like how is this even real? This is a real thing that people are watching and buying into, and if you watch it and you're listening to this. That includes you. Yeah, I'm pointing my finger right at you. <laughs> I do not even care. My wife watches it, and we every time she's watching it, I we talk about it. Like, what what do you what is so interesting about the show? There's all these good looking people that for some reason cannot find a date anywhere. So they say, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna join this show, and I'm gonna fight for one person, and this other one person tells you that you're the only person, but there's 20 people in this house that you're living with. And you're all making out with the same dude, yet you want to marry this dude. And then you get frustrated when your dad won't let him have your hand in marriage because your dad's like, no, you're dating all these girls. <laughs> it's such a it's such a messed up 
awful show. I hate it. Z- I can say I hate it. Definitely the worst way to start a relationship. Gosh dang. Hey, how'd you guys meet? Well, I was in living in a house with 20 other women, and we were all dating the same guy, and he just <laughs> picked me. So that's where we're at. <laughs> uh, I just, oh my gosh. So I, and my wife knows my opinion and my views. Yeah. It's, it's in it, all the things that now they have this new one called the Bachelorette Paradise Hotel or Island, Paradise Island. All the people that were rejected, they all now get to go to this oh, island yeah. and try and find love again. Like after you being viewed by millions of people, somehow you still can't find anybody yeah. to date you. So I'm going to go to this island. Maybe I'm just unsympathetic to people that have a hard time finding love. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's a really self-selecting bunch. The the ones that choose to be in uh, a TV show like The Bachelor are probably the ones that are very insufferable in real life and like really self-absorbed. And the people that would potentially be interested in dating them or will go out on a date with them and be like, this person is insane. <laughs> so this is their only option. Yeah. And then you find the guy. The guy picks you. The sucker, the poor guy. And then he realizes, oh, this is a shambles. I feel like Mercedes told me something. I think it's like 10% of those relationships have lasted. Yeah. Marriages, whatever. I, I don't know if they get married. I don't know what the end result I'd of the I'd be surprised is. if 10% was even that high. But it might include like, oh, last year the couple is still together, 10%. There's no longevity <clears throat> no. that I've seen. Here you go. Bachelor and bachelorette couples, who is still together? One, two. How many years does it say? I don't even know how many seasons there are. There's a lot of seasons. Why doesn't it just give me a number? I don't want to see all their pictures. And Okay, so The Bachelor aired, and it's been 22 seasons, and it aired in 2002, and only one couple <laughs> from the show is still together. What season? 2002. Meanwhile, out of 14 seasons... Season 2002 is still together. Yeah. So wow. So from, they have some longevity there. 17 so, years. That's yeah. great. But out of all of the seasons since 2003... Yeah. So what is that? That's 16 years? Yeah. Only six of them are still together. Well, what does empirical data tell us? This is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you want love, don't go on The Bachelor. No. Your chances are slim.